0: Good morning. My name is Jitendra, and I live here and serve here at Ananda Village. And it's a real blessing that I get to offer uh, thoughts and suggestions that our guru, Paramahansa Yogananda, gave to us and how we can face and transcend our karma. Some of my earliest memories of karma, which um, is in this life, Um, earlier on, my first encounter was where I came upon a cafe, and it was called the Karma Cafe. And so I decided to check it out. Well, they only had one thing on their menu, which was, you get what you deserve. (laughs) So I knew that from this experience, after I got on the spiritual path, that things were going to get much better than that, with my understanding of all the teachings Guruji has given to us. One of the uh, a period of time in Swami Kriyananda's life, he was uh, going through a very, very um, big challenge, a big karmic challenge in his life. And he just was having a really difficult time transcending it. And so he decided to write a letter to Ananda Mui Ma. And he described this karmic challenge and how impossible it seemed that this is happening to him. And Ma wrote back just with a few words, a few words. And she said, accept everything that comes to you as your Guru's grace. And in this letter, as a result of this, in Swamiji's attunement to Master and God, we now get to enjoy Ananda. We get to enjoy this particular expression of Master's teachings because from there, from accepting that this was Guru's will. From that moment on, Ananda began, in essence. And so acceptance really becomes so important in our spiritual life, in how we begin to transcend our karma. There is a beautiful quote by Rumi that Rumi is offering this poem in the the perspective of God or Divine Mother or the Guru. In the poem, a piece of the poem is that um, there's great courage needed and necessary if you want to become one with truth. We alchemists seek talent that can heat up and change. Lukewarm will not do. And so this is our life, isn't it? And in fact, we can remember how we got on the spiritual path. For many of us, it was that we were seeking a change. And everyone in this world at this moment is seeking change because the soul is whispering the essence of who we are, that we are light, we are joy, we are free. And so we seek this change. And this is the blessing and the power of the Guru, is that when we can open up to that flow of grace of the Guru, the Guru begins to change us. There was a situation um, that Sister Gyanamata Mata was going through. She was one of Yogananda Ji's far most advanced disciples. And she, of course, as many of us might approach when we see a big cloud of karma coming our way, we first have to ask the question, do we have to deal with this? Is there a shortcut to get around it? And she knew that there was no getting around this karmic challenge coming to her. So she prayed to God to help her overcome this challenge. And God gave her a prayer to help her. And this, some of you may know, is that she was given this prayer to hold in her heart that, Lord, change no circumstance in my life, change me. This is the attitude of the devotee. This is the attitude of that positive upward flow of energy that Devi and uh, Jyotish was mentioning yesterday that, as Master said, that our experience is the outer uh, uh, circumference. What's happening in the center of our experience and what we do with that determines how we transcend our karma. In, in essence, it's working with that energy. It's working with the prana within and keeping that upward flow of energy as... Something very interesting and powerful that Yogananda said is that suffering itself does not help us transcend our karma, but the suffering gives us the opportunity to raise our energy and to meet that karmic challenge, to work on raising our energy is what helps us grow and develop that strength that's necessary to grow to the heights in our consciousness, to become one with God. In fact, even... Um you know our guru said that no matter how much karma we have the guru prama promised us that if need be a million trillion times if there's one stray brother waiting i will come back but who really i don't know about you but i don't know who wants to be that last one <laughs> waiting it's just a little awkward being that last one so But even if we are that last one waiting, the Guru's unconditional love and support in our life will always be there to the very end, to that last piece of karma that we may be holding. And that may be good or bad karma. So it's in that love and support, as Swami Kriyananda said, and also Devi mentioned yesterday, that when we feel that love and support, then we feel more encouraged to go inside and to have that self-honesty, to face that which needs to change. There's many ways for us to overcome our karmic challenges, as Yogananda gave to us. One of them is so beautiful. And Jyotish, at his birthday celebration a few days ago, mentioned that he, one of the biggest blessings that he feels, and I think many of us do, that the biggest blessing we have in our life is the presence of the Guru. But just next to that, is the blessing of spiritual community and spiritual friendship. And we can just look around us to see a beautiful example of how we meet our karmic challenges. There is not one person in this audience that has not inspired me so deeply of how mental, physical Material challenges come into their life, but they stay steadfast in their love, dedicating it to master and keeping a positive attitude. And even more so, even in the midst of their karmic challenges, seeking to serve others, to share happiness and joy with others. So we have hundreds, thousands, perhaps millions of examples of our spiritual family. And we do encourage each other. There is no separateness in this world as we know so, when one of us goes through a karmic challenge, when we all pray for each other, we're all helping each other transcend our karma, and we're all helping each other to become free. There was just, a, a, I would say, a cute story I'd like to share with you that um, I was a very, when I was living in Rhode Island, I was a proud uncle of four. Um, girls. And one of them, her name is Hannah, and she was eight years old. And we were at the ocean with my sister's family. And it was just about the time when the beach closes. So all the bathrooms close and everything closes down. And we were pretty far away from where the bathrooms were and the center of where things are located. And at that moment, just a couple of minutes before the beach was closing, Hannah had to go to the bathroom. So... I, of course, uh, knew that this was going to be a challenge to try to help her get there because of running through beach sand is very difficult. And so I said, yes, let's try to do this. Everyone else was thinking, you know, I don't think you can do it. There's not time, you know, all of that kind of downward flow of energy. And I said, let's, let's do this. Let's try. So we just took off running toward the, toward the bathrooms. And even inside, I felt this is probably going to be impossible, but it's, it seemed joyful. And... <laughs> So we were running as fast as we could, and she was, I think, seven years old, and she's running as fast as she could, and all of a sudden she looks over at me and she says, do you hear that, Uncle Adam? They're cheering for me. My sister's family was cheering, go, Hannah, go. And and she looked at me, and this is a cute story, but I heard Divine Mother come through her mouth when she said, do you hear that? They're cheering for me. And when I heard that, it was Divine Mother speaking, that the masters, each one of us, are cheering for each other, and that gives us the strength and courage to face no matter what comes to us. Swami Kriyananda said that one of the first things that's necessary when we're working on transcending our karma is to detach ourselves. We've heard this already so much in the past couple of days, but the best way so that what what we what happens when we detach ourselves is we begin to not identify as Anandi was speaking which set sets that karma free now Swami Kriyananda said the best way that we can detach ourselves is to see and accept everything as coming from god and you may ask yourself well how do we know that everything is coming to god and as Anandi said as our guru said everything comes from god so this is what Is our daily routine, our sadhana, to come into remembrance that everything in our life is there to help us become free. One of the things that is important that Yogananda said is, again, that no matter what karmic blows that may come, that if we can accept them as a source of liberation, then when we turn our energy toward accepting that, and we, we offer ourselves unconditionally in that acceptance, that energy begins, begins to become released. One of the most inspiring stories that I heard of Swami Kriyananda's life was, uh, and some of you might have been there during this experience, but Swami Kriyananda had atrial defibrillation, which is the heart rhythm would always be changing. And so, with this happening, it's very difficult to go deep in meditation and, of course, to go breathless. So, his cardiologist he had a meeting with, and the cardiologist thought that, you know, we can do the surgery and see what happens. And so, they did the surgery, and a few days later, to a week later, uh, he was doing really well. But then the heart went back to having trouble so he went back to his cardiologist and the cardiologist told him that um, we can try to do this again but just to let you know mr walter that i can only do this um, you know once more because um, this surgery is very intrusive and it's it'll be very detrimental to the heart so this would be our last try and so so Swami, me with that positive attitude said yes let's try so uh, he went right a couple days later. Went back into surgery, and after the surgery was finished, Swami was recuperating and and coming out of the anesthesia. And the doctor came back, the cardiologist, and uh, Swami with joy said, uh, "How did it go?" And the cardiologist said, "Well, I'm sorry, Mr. Walter, but um, the surgery was not successful, and I can't do this again." And what this meant, of course, was that, you know, that deep meditation, that breathlessness, and to be living with this, being a yogi, was a great challenge. And as soon as the cardiologist told him that, they said that he just became silent for about a minute. And at that moment, they felt such love and such power while Swami was accepting and offering it to his guru. Now, that's not the end of the story. After this happened... As soon as this happened, he thanked the cardiologist and said, thank you, I know you did your best. And then as they were leaving, immediately, he knew of a gentleman that was not too far away, who was very lonely, and he wanted to go give him energy. And so he went there, and this, this man said to Swamiji, he said, I love God and pray to him every day. And Swamiji said, I love God, and I pray to God every day also. And they said that in, in that hospital even, the energy of the love of that self-offering, that there was no Swami Kriyananda. There was just this flow of Divine Mother's love seeking to help her children. And he was just offering himself and moving on. This is our path. And we can all do this also. We just have to practice at it. And we know that we will have lots of practice at this. So, We have to have great courage. Swamiji said that the first essential attitude for the devotee on the spiritual path is to have courage. With, With this courage, it's really the courage to identify with that unchanging reality. There's a 19th century hymn that comes to mind that is, Change and Decay All Around I See. O oh, thou who changes not, abide within me. So this is the courage that we, we remove our consciousness from the outer dualistic flow into that unchanging reality. And this takes courage because we have to face those aspects of ourselves that no longer are necessary for uh, our our spiritual growth. I had a really great lesson in this when I was in India in 2012. I was really blessed with a really beautiful opportunity of releasing karma when I got typhoid. And I might be still called in India typhoid jitendra, I don't know. But I was very, very, very sick. I I could stay out of bed for just a minute at a time. And I was doing the energization exercises, and I could do just about one or two exercises, and then I'd have to lay down. And this happened for weeks and months, really. And... um, And uh, so this was after perhaps a few weeks after I was still very, very sick, just after I got the typhoid. Um, I was notified that Swami Kriyananda wanted me to come up and film him uh, when he was working on the energization exercises for the lessons that were being released in India. And so he asked me to come film that with Brian McSweeney. And my first thought was, "Sami knows I have typhoid. Why is he, I mean, even getting up to where his house was, was quite the trek. So of course, like most of us would do, okay, this sounds great, great challenge. So Brian gave me a ride up on the dirt bike to get up to his house and and we sat there and The filming, it felt like it went on forever, which was a blessing. But I was very sick and, you know, hours were going by and Sergio was demonstrating while Swami was dictating and it was really beautiful. And I was really, really, really tired at the end. And I was sitting right in front of Swamiji filming him. And so after we finished, Swami looked right at me and he said, Jitendra, can you finish editing all of this before I go to Mumbai and my first thought was when is he going to Mumbai (laughs) and of course it was two days he was going to Mumbai so again I went back to that part of myself that said I said this silently within Swami you know I have typhoid how can you expect me to this is a big project I mean there's no way I can uh, be able to do this but at that moment, I really felt that love and that encouragement and that, that power of that vibration of Swamiji. And I just looked at Swamiji when, you know, just looking at his beautiful smile and the, the light emanating from his eyes, I said, yes, Swamiji, I, I, can, I can do this. And so I, I left and I started to pray how to do this. And, of course, we, we did finish this. Now, these videos never actually got released. <laughs> <coughs> But I'm so grateful for that lesson, because this is the courage to not identify and not follow that aspect of ourselves that tries to keep us bound to that karma, bound to limitation, but to follow the example of each other that are rising upwards, and especially following Swamiji and Master's example. Now, because I only have a short amount of time, one of the most powerful ways for us to transcend our karma, of course, is the grace of the Guru and the power of Kriya Yoga. Kriya Yoga works on releasing the karma, which resides in the astral spine, resides within us. And the power of Kriya, the power of the Guru's grace, washes all of these seeds and burns them. A beautiful example of this came from a story that you might know. When Yogananda was uh, told by an astrologer and, of course, his whole family that he was to be married three times and twice a widower. And Master was, he was all say with that. He knew his life was for God and he wanted to be a monk. He wanted to be like his guru. And so... Ananta, his older brother, of course, was trying to convince him that you see even, you know, the astrology, the whole universe is saying this is your, uh, your path, your reading said you were going to come back, brought back from the Himalayas and all of this. And so later that evening, Master decided to burn all of these astrological readings that (laughs) Ananta had, burn them to ashes and put them in a paper bag and wrote on the paper pad, the paper bag, all seeds of past karma, cannot germinate if burned in the fire of divine wisdom. So we, if we can seek this for ourselves, that no matter what astrological readings, no matter what our outer circumstances may look like, know that with the Guru, we can become free in this lifetime. I'll close with this. I'd like to share a reading From Master. And this reading was a real blessing for me. While I was very sick in India, someone sent this to me randomly. I didn't know who they were, but it arrived in my email, and it really helped change, I think, my uh, approach toward um, transcending my karma. So I invite you to uh, take this inward. Master said, walk with courage and calm inner faith. Eventually, you will pass beyond every shadow of bad karma, beyond all tests and difficulties. And behold, at last the dawn of divine fulfillment. In the highest of all states of consciousness will come freedom from every last trailing vapor of misfortune. You must never lose courage. Divine Mother sent me to pilot you out of the clouds of your mind. Everybody's difficulty is different, and he or she has to win that test of karma and Divine Mother." Overcome all by constant inward calling on God, in utmost devotion, in words, thoughts, action, in obedience to Guru. Your troubles I do not mind. I will never give up my job about you. It is better to conquer evil and not go on living with it forever. Never for a moment identify yourself with momentary flashes of error. Have no fear, even when I am gone and no longer visible to your eyes. You will never be alone. I may not scold you then, but I shall ever be with you, and through Divine Mother guard you from all harm, and will constantly whisper to you guidance through your loving self. So do not make life discouraged and tired, but ever interested in doing for Divine Mother. No matter if war, sickness, and death dance around you, that is the secret of victory over delusion and all troubles. Be cut to pieces, but never give up. Be a divine leech. Suck at the blood of wisdom, even though torn to bits. A smooth life is not a victorious one. And will give you lots of good karma. And I will give you lots of good karma, so you will get through. I will not only forgive you, but ever lift you up, no matter how many times you fall. Keep unceasingly trying trying to conquer, that not only I invisibly help you, But visibly through many here, Divine Mother will help you to win through your own efforts in the blessings of the great Gurus. I am not building a mansion for you or giving you riches that will perish, but I am making an imperishable home with all riches for you in my Divine Mother's mansion. And so I'd like to close with a song. This is a very short song, but if you just take this inward, and this is a song from, it's called Divine Mother Song to the Devotee, given to us from our Guru. And I'll first sing it in Bengali, and then just I'll speak the translation of words in English. So feel this is Divine Mother talking to us. Hapare, book. Tidide padi, muktidide padi, muktidide padi koi apore. Dide padi, muktidide padi koi. O devotee, I can give thee salvation, but not my love and devotion. Ask of me salvation, but not my love and devotion. For when I give myself away, I give. When I give my love away, I give myself away. Ask of me salvation, but not my love and devotion. For indeed, when I give those away, I become poor, walking on your heart's way. So, everything that comes into our life, try to seek, not to be so much relieved from the karmic challenge, but seek the love of Divine Mother, because in that love, we are free. So Divine Mother's blessings to you all.